Hello and welcome back to the Heart Rock Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Quevedo, and joining me this week is Heart Show Choir Director, Mrs. Sarah Anders, and Technical Director, David Van Name. They come on to discuss how a program like Show Choir, which is so dependent on being in person, can adjust to a digital format, and the technical genius required to run it all. So, let's get talking. Miss Anders, David, welcome to the Heart Art Podcast. Thanks for having us. How are you? Good. Good to have you, David. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, awesome. This is this is a this is a topic that I've been oddly immersed in in these last couple months. So it's it's good to have you guys on. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. So just starting off, uh, Miss Anders, um, how is the show choir program just as a whole? How has it had to adapt to distance learning? You know, it's not. It's obviously not ideal for the situation. What adjustments have you had to make? Um, basically every single one. So um, <laughs> teaching show choir online, it has been a journey and a learning process. Um, essentially, we've had to learn a lot of other jobs besides the jobs that we would normally do in the classroom. So obviously mm-hmm. in the classroom, I'm a music teacher and I direct the program overall. Um, but virtually, I have become also a sound engineer um, and like I run a recording studio for the kids and I have to just like do so much more prep, um, to make sure that the kids have all of the resources they need to do their audio recordings. Also our choreograph, uh, our two choreographers, Amanda and Susia, um, also an alumni, Michael Campos have had to do so much prep and like recording of dance videos and tutorials so that after they're done teaching the kids, um, via zoom, Mm-hmm. The kids have something to look back on. We also use programs like Flipgrid so that the kids can upload themselves doing the choreography so that we can check to make sure they're doing it right or upload vocals so I can give them feedback before we record. Um, it's just like changed all of the things. The kids definitely didn't want a watered down program. So yeah. we have spent basically spent the whole summer learning how to use all these platforms so that we could give them the best experience we can. Our choreographers have learned how to be video editors. Um, so yeah, yep. lots of new skills that we have obtained during this time. Yeah. And so obviously a big part of show choir is, you know, the performance aspect, right? Um, tell me about these, the, the Twitch live streams you guys have been running. Um, you know, what, who's involved, what kind of shows are happening on, on the Twitch? Um, sure. Yeah. So we've done a couple different programs so far and have a couple uh, coming up. So um, the Twitch is a live stream platform. It's primarily used for gaming, but um, I have a colleague in the show choir industry in Burbank who started using it to promote his own program and do kind of little solo cabaret type shows. Mm -hmm. And then over the summer, we decided since our season got cut short because of COVID to do like a virtual end of the season show choir finale. And we used um, his Twitch channel. We all submitted videos um, of our show choirs doing their shows. And we were able to run a four day event on that. So from that, we kind of had the idea to start our own channel um, because we knew we were going to be going into distance learning in the fall. And we have done, we did an alumni show. So we did, um, it was about a 45-minute alumni show, yep. some solo acts, some group stuff, um, lots of 
you know, pre-edited things. And then we've done um, actually with the other collaboration with the other choir teachers in the district, we're doing something called First Fridays and it's a solo show. So one or two students from every high school in the Heart District um, are chosen to perform each month and they jump on. It's actually run by you, Aaron. So, um, which you're awesome at it. Um, And we have had, um, I hosted the first one, the Golden Valley director hosted the second one, and we're going to continue doing those throughout the year. Um, And then we have a very big undertaking that we're in the middle of, um, you know, working on right now, which is our Hard on Broadway fall concert, Mm -hmm. which is November 6th and 7th on our uh, Twitch channel. And we are doing every choir. So Sound Vibes, Heartbreakers, Heart and Soul, and Unleashed. They're all doing their own show choir Broadway set, just like they would um, in person. Only they're learning it all virtually and it's all being edited, both audio and video. And so, yeah, it's a huge undertaking. This is, we just started filming week number one. Mm -hmm. So all of the big sets are getting filmed this week. And then all of the solo acts and um, acapella groups are getting filmed next week. Then basically in about two or three weeks, it becomes just editing time. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, me and the choreographers and some uh, parents that we have convinced to work for us to for out of the goodness of their hearts because that's what they do for a living. So um, between the alumni show and the first Friday solo shows and then our big heart on Broadway, um, we've just really kind of gotten into a groove with Twitch and it's a great way to bring performances, you know, not only to the audience, but give the kids opportunities to perform, which a lot of schools aren't doing um, in this time. Cause obviously it's harder to do it all than it is to just get together and sing in person. Yeah. And, um, can you give the Twitch URL for, um, yeah, for sure. Twitch.tv slash one word heart show choir. So H A R T show choir. So twitch.tv slash heart show choir. Awesome. Yeah. And so David, we've obviously, we obviously have to keep social distance. Everybody's in their own house. Can you explain, you know, from a technical aspect, how we've been able to pull this off? Um, well, all the performers and hosts are in separate locations. Definitely. Um, This has been an interesting challenge that we have had to find ways to adapt to. Um, One big part of it is definitely the pre-recorded aspect. So Mm -hmm. as Sarah just mentioned, we have all of the pre-recorded videos and the performers doing all the singing and dancing, and it's all getting edited ahead of time. So that is one massive part of our show. Um, that we are fortunate to get kind of in a package handed to us. But the other aspect is the live end of it. And so it's finding a way to bridge the two of those aspects together and make it the same quality of show that Show Choir has been producing for years and that we want to give our audiences, even though we're in a different aspect in the way of doing it. Um, So we have found ways to basically use Zoom um, along with a platform called OBS and do all of these behind the scenes work that allows us to live stream all of the the people talking. So any casters mm-hmm. that we have, anybody interacting with the show on Zoom, so we can get their live information and the live feeding of the performers as we go throughout the show, and then throw in those pre-recorded aspects and create a seamless show to the per to where the audience can look at it and really appreciate it as a seamless show. It looks on their end um, like there is no gaps or multiple platforms being used, which was our goal. We didn't want it to look like 
we were switching between frames or like it was a PowerPoint presentation. We wanted it on their end um, to seem as professional as possible because the more seamless a show runs, the more that people want to watch it. Um, and that, of course, is our goal is to get as many people still loving the entertainment industry and still appreciating our show choir for the amazing show choir that they are. Yeah, you guys are magicians. Um, And I was just telling Aaron before we started that our first Friday's concert in October, we had 350 viewers. Which Which is is absolutely crazy. Insane. There was only like seven soloists. So my thought process is that with a show like Hard on Broadway that has like 100 performers, I mean... I hope Twitch can handle us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. And yeah, what you're saying, um, full full disclosure, I am, I've been heavily in, involved with all the live streams and stuff. I've been um, directing the the switching for the, for the live streams and everything. Um, what you're talking about, about giving the audience, you know, a seamless product, the, it's wild to me, the show itself, the shows itself, you know, we've, about half an hour, the the alumni show was you know about forty five minutes long. Um, the the real work that goes into that went into that was the hours and hours of Zoom calls and prep and everything that we had, you know, the weeks before, leading up to that and setting everything up. So I think that's definitely something. Doing this just on a computer, it's all right. I'm gonna sit down at my desk and switch it, as opposed to doing a a live thing, which obviously has all this insane prep that goes into it. But also, you have you know tons of people running around during the actual show, um, you know, lighting, sound, everything. Um, it's just definitely been an interesting adjustment. Um, and even just coming into show choir or um, stagecraft as a freshman, and this being my first experience, has really been interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you just mentioned an interesting point there. It's when we're doing a live show, so everybody's in person, there is still challenges. Um, but there's a lot of people in the same room all trying to get off one show and making it work. Here we have the interesting challenge of things like internet going down yep. or somebody turning off their Zoom camera or little things that don't necessarily happen in a live entertainment space. Yeah. If the power goes out, why watching a show? The power went out. There is nothing we can do about it. The power goes out here. It may be where the power went out for me, who's hosting the stream. But then all of a sudden, everybody else who still has power, the stream just went dead. So it's finding ways to have multiple backup computers at off-site multiple backups. different locations yep. and offsite backups. And there is kind of this uh, choreography of my tech crew on multiple different communication platforms trying to get us all linked together. So if something goes wrong, it'll only be a quick little blip to what the audience sees. It'll be about a 10 second blip. You'll see a quick thing pop up that says, we are experiencing technical difficulties, hang with us. And then it goes immediately back to show. Our choirs are phenomenal in the shows that they produce. And that's part of what killed me when we had to go to this digital side of the world. And I really wondered if we were ever gonna do a show again because watching their passion not be able to be seen by an audience um, truly killed me. I mean, and I know I'm not the only one that felt that way, mm-hmm. but For sure. I am so excited that we're able to find this way of still producing a good show. And yes, of course it is different. And there is things that we had to adjust and change, but I think we adapted it in such a way that really intrigues the audience and they want to be a part of it. And so from my end, I want to do everything possible to make it so nothing ever fails 
because I don't want it to fall on me that the world can't see our amazing choirs. Yeah. And those redundancies from, from a behind the scenes approach, it, it seems kind of ridiculous. You know, we have like four different calls happening at the same time. We have, you know, an entire different computer at a different location. That was, um, yeah, running those shows are, are crazy, but you think about it and yeah, it's really about having, again, that, that, that seamless show that if we go, if, you know, the power goes out or something uh, at our main location, we can have that show back up in a matter of seconds. Um, and having for, for the audience, having to listen to these amazing performers in this digital format that, you know, isn't, isn't ideal is like, even, I, I mean, I was blown away by, by some of the singing, even through these zoom calls and like, yeah. It's it's about ma- maintaining that the the energy level that you would feel, you know, sitting in the heart auditorium that so that, that we can push that out to to Twitch. Yeah. yeah and I want to just say, like, as complimentary as David has been and you have been about the show choirs. And yes, like this program is a storied program and was amazing far before I took over it. We also have the most amazing tech crew. I mean, seriously, from start to finish of the time that I've been at heart so far, like that's the thing that makes my job easy. It's one thing I don't have to think about because I know I can count on David and I know I can count on all of you. Um, Tech kids, you just are so like the passion of tech is equal to the passion of show choir as far as I can see it. And that I think just makes for such a great synergy, which it's so easy in this virtual setting to kind of lose some of that, the sparkle. Um, And I'm just really thankful for David and for you, Aaron, and for the rest of the tech kids for not losing that sparkle and like continuing to have that vigor and that passion for tech and for helping our shows go so well, because without you guys, like, I mean, I don't even, (laughs) the fact is it wouldn't happen. Right. So I appreciate that. um, That's really, Yeah, I mean, it takes a team to succeed, but that's what's so much fun about doing these types of shows is I know that you guys are going to trust me and give me a good product and you guys trust us to give you the product on the other end. So it's, we have this symbiotic relationship that we always are striving to do better and make it the best possible show that we can do. For sure. What, you, what you're saying about not losing that sparkle, I know for the alumni show, we were all sitting on the tech call before um, before the sound check, and we were all we were saying just how how oddly nervous we are for something that was that was relatively simple for you know the shows that David does on a regular regular basis mm-hmm. that just we're we're out of our element and adjusting that um, is definitely a lot of fun. Completely, I actually think I was more nervous to run that alumni show than any show I had done in the last two years that's crazy Um, to me just because it was for once it was essentially out of my control like we had the control of Mm -hmm. what people were seeing on screen the switching of the different things the audio levels all of that was preset pre-done ahead of time like we had a plan in place we knew when we were switching things that side of it was easy but it was the is internet gonna die is power gonna go out it was all the things that were out of my control that normally on a massive show are not that stuff that I have redundancies for. And so it was finding ways to kind of get around that. And it was terrifying. Um, I was truly, I mean, on this phone call, my tech kids were laughing at me because I I was for once kind of out of my control. I mean, normally before a show, I'm calm. And this was, I was was definitely not. I've never seen you nervous or freak out about anything. So 
somewhat to, amusing to watch. <laughs> to put that in perspective, David, can you kind of explain what your job is on a regular basis and the scale of other shows that you've worked on? Yeah. So um, outside of the show choir and school world, I am a master electrician and lighting programmer and technical director. Um, those are kind of the three hats that I get to wear the most often. So essentially what that means is as a technical director, I'm in charge of all of the technical elements of a show. Um, so it can be everything from sound to lights to making sure people are there on time to um, the overall aspect technically of a show. So making sure all tech runs seamlessly. Um, as a master electrician, I'm in charge of power and making sure everybody has control over all of their different assets. So lighting, sound, once again, the same elements, mm -hmm. um, but it's more from a power perspective. And then as a lighting programmer, my job is to make all of the lights do what we want them to do on stage. So I have gotten the opportunity to work on some massive shows um, like Disney D23 Expo and the Emmys and uh, Hallmark events and just some really la large live events. And I have absolutely loved what I've gotten to do. Um, but it's kind of gotten me to a point where you don't have the time to freak out or panic because you have so much going on. You just have to be on top of your game. You have to trust yeah. yourself and know what you're doing and rely on the team that you're working with. And that's the thing is I always make sure to surround myself with a team that I can trust um, and a team that I know is going to succeed and that will take care of their tasks so I can focus on what I need to do. Um, and it's still the same with this. So I transfer all of my outside experience and the outside shows that I do. And I try to bring these techniques and ideas and um, sometimes crazy elements to the shows that we do for choir because I want to do the level of shows that I'm doing outside of the world to to the choirs and try to make it this amazing show that we can produce because the tech crew that I'm working with at heart is just as talented as the tech crew that I'm working with outside on these big shows. The only difference is the level of training. Um, the heart students just haven't quite had the full level of training. And the goal is to get them to a point where they feel comfortable going out and doing in bigger and better shows. If that is the path that they want to go down, I want to give them that stepping stone to really step out into the world. Also, David, I mean, what crazy elements could you possibly be talking about? Six I have no idea. birthday cakes, giant seesaws. I mean, it's just another day in the office, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. have giant seesaws that go 360 degrees around in a circle. Um, I have one in my living room. What am I talking about? Right? I'm We're sitting on mine right about now. The, toilet, the, the infamous seven-foot toilet. Yeah, I don't even think you knew about that. I did a I show don't. in college, and it had a seven-foot toilet that I had to manage to get fog to come out of. Oh, dear um, God. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I keep bringing that up in my tech class when I tell them, like, you know, when you have a design meeting in the beginning, it's okay to spit out crazy ideas. And most of the time, crazy ideas kind of get reined back to what we can actually produce on stage um, and how sometimes crazy ideas do sneak through the cracks and make it to stage, um, like that being one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like the seesaw. The giant toilet. But the seesaw, like, that was one of those where we talked about it in the very beginning, and I thought, there's no way this is going to happen. Well, that was and such little a, did I know it just would show up on stage. First of all, you know that once I get the idea in my head, I will find I will like scrap <laughs> and, claw and like run through broken glass to make it happen. But that was such a crazy one because it was like I we got the permission to do it. And then we got permission not that we or we then it was taken away. And then it was like, well, 
if it's made for you and it's not property of heart and this and that. So, you know, all's well that ends well. Yeah. What yeah. was what was the purpose of the seesaw? What what show is this for? Like, can you give the background sure. of that? So, Sound Vibes show last year was um, a zodiac sign love story. Okay. Um, and the the female character um, was Libra, who is like the scales of justice slash like balance slash okay you know both like kind of like yin and yang and and just overall balance and the male character was gemini who's the opposite of balance it's like the the twins right so like two different sides of the personality so this was like the big um you know epic climax number of the show um and basically where their relationship came to a crossroads and it was either gonna work or everything was gonna fall apart and the seesaw was sort of the male character who was Michael Campos. It was his internal struggle to deal with her, Lydia Botello, the female lead, to deal with her need for balance. And so obviously, Mm -hmm. like, the seesaw contraption is all about balance. Mm -hmm. So Michael basically danced the entire number on a giant metal seesaw. That's awesome. At one point, he slid down it. Like, it literally (laughs) did rotate 360 degrees. Um, so he's, he literally spun around in circles on stage while he was standing on it. It was, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and look for sound vibes. Yeah. I need to find 2019, this. 2020, yeah. um, horoscope love story. Cause it was pretty epic. And one of the most successful season sound vibes has had in probably the past decade. It was truly an emotional show to watch. I mean, it was so powerful. Just what they were able to accomplish. On I stage. cried at, like ugly cry every time they did that show ugly yeah. crap and i'd seen it like 500 times by then yeah what what happened to the seesaw after after that was done um well our choreographer amanda's brother actually made it okay so it's either still on stage or <laughs> i don't think i know the answer fully to this or amanda took it back to her brother question mark? i, don't I was gonna say the last time i was on stage it was there cool. um but I did see a video somewhere that our choreographer posted where it was in their backyard. So either they made another one or it was a video from back when. Don't don't exactly know, but, you yeah. know. So maybe it's on stage and maybe it's in Burbank with Amanda's family. We don't quite know. All right. I, at least to kn- the knowledge that it is safe somewhere is, is comforting. It is safe um, somewhere, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I want to uh, backtrack a little bit. I realize... David, I haven't really heard the story of how you've you got into this this industry. Um, yeah, can you go into that? Yeah, so um, it kind of all started. Um, there was times where I was doing tech before high school, but I really jumped into it a lot when I was in high school. I was actually a part of show choir, um, so I was on the performing mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. And there was a couple shows where the tech crew was like, "Hey, we we need extra tech crew people. We need lighting designers. We need people involved." And so I kind of started doing more and more tech stuff like I've been trying to get the choir kids to get involved with now Um, and secretly kind of fell more and more in love with the tech elements, even more than the performing aspect. And so I started getting really involved. And as I went through my choir years, kind of got up to a point where me and a couple other kids were really running a lot of the tech elements. Mm -hmm. So we started making our shows more complicated and doing more tech heavy things and then of course the heart auditorium hosts more than just choir um there's also theater shows and a lot of outside companies rent the space to be able to use it for their productions so that is where i really kind of got first thrust into this idea of tech 
um, because I was called to work a lot of those shows and trained under a very special man to my heart named Lou White, who taught me most of what I knew inside that auditorium. Um, he spent so many hours with this outside tech crew working and training us and getting us ready for the outside shows that came in. Um, and I found that that was really my passion. So I went to school at Colorado State University, um, where I studied technical theater and kind of live events and all of this in general. Um, then I came back to California with this desire of like, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, I was fortunate enough to get an internship with Disney and that kind of sealed my passion for, yeah. um, live events side of the world. And so it kind of mesh perfectly with kind of this show choir being able to do school events while also doing live events at the same time. I found a way to kind of balance my schedule, um, and still get my love for theater and show choir, of course, that I'm so loyal to just because it's, it's the program that started what I ended up falling in love with and want to spend the rest of my career doing. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That, you know, that, that full circle, you know, starting in, in Heart Show Choir, then coming back and running their whole tech stuff. That's awesome. There's also really good footage of David in show choir floating around somewhere. So oh, we need this. We we need to locate this. You guys I, should start like no, a fan. I don't think we should do. <laughs> I have, I have, I have producers that can do this kind of thing for me. This is that's okay. Here, if you want to see me being on stage with a show choir, watch the Sound Vibes 2019-2020 video and look to the curtains in the wings. You'll see me pacing back and forth. The show was so stressful for me um, that I paced back and forth just to stay in time in my head because I had so many cues to call to all the different aspects to make the show work from our side um, that I am pacing back and forth. And I never noticed it until I watched it like oh, two it, weeks ago. Is it ago. on camera? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's yes. It's 100% it in this video. Yeah, <laughs> you see me with my headset on, pacing back and forth, holding my cue book that has all of the notes for the show in it. So that is where you can watch me perform for show choir. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We. I will definitely do that afterwards. Um. Yeah. So kind of just to bring it back to um to heart. Um, obviously I know if we were in person, um, you know, show choir and stagecraft would be a lot different. Um, you know, we would be doing competitions and things. Can you explain what that would normally look like for people who aren't familiar or freshmen like myself who haven't been able to experience that yet? Sure. Um, so during a normal year when we're in person, we work just like we are now towards a fall concert, only obviously it would take place in the Hart Auditorium. Um, and then after fall concert, we start working on a show called Holiday House, which is um, basically a progressive tour, kind of similar to like a haunted house format, um, only it's not a haunted house, it's a holiday house. So something winter, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, yeah. winter holiday themed. Um, not exactly sure how that one's going to work this year. Um, we have some thoughts, but I guess it'll just sort of depend on where we are in terms of, you know, COVID and being virtual slash back to school. Um, and then also around November, December, we start working towards the spring competition sets. So as soon as fall concert's over, we start working on that and then simultaneously Holiday House. Um, and then in J February, not January, in February, we put on a show called Pop Show. And Pop Show is basically our choir's chances to perform as much of their competition sets that are finished at that point. It's usually around Valentine's Day. 
Um, and it gives okay. them kind of a dress rehearsal before we go to our first competition to test things out. That way we get to see, okay, this went really well. This didn't go so well. We can change this. We can add this. And then we start competing at the end of February. And our competition season usually goes end of February to mid-April. It's really intense. It tends to be like a lot of weekends in a row and then kind of we take spring break off and then we have a couple more. Um, yeah. And then after that, we do a final spring concert in May, which we get to do all of our sets again um, for parents and families and just the general public and then also celebrate our seniors that are graduating. Um, so my fingers are majorly crossed that at some point we will be back together um, and allowed to sing and dance together. Um, even if it means that we can't travel to other schools for competitions, a lot of the directors and I have been talking about other ways to kind of celebrate comp season and still have a season. Um, but it's my sincere hope that by next spring we'll be performing together again Definitely. and that we'll have some sort of a competition um, season. So Yeah. And so, David, what, is, what do those competitions look like from the technical perspective? The shows are one thing. That's in our heart auditorium. It's a controlled yep. space. It's a controlled environment for us. Competitions are a whole nother element. We design a show um, that is essentially going to be a touring show, just like kind of the Broadway productions do, where all of the elements have to be made to travel, whether it's the backdrops, whether it's the band equipment, whether it's the lighting, it's the sets themselves, kind of every element mm -hmm. has to be created and designed to be traveled. And then for competitions, there is a time limit invoked. So for our advanced group, just as a jumping off point, the easiest one for us to talk about, they have 30 minutes to, for us to set everything up, they perform their entire set, and then we have to strike or take everything away and clear a line on the stage. So it has to go That's back wild. to basically what it was before we got there. Generally, the sets are about 23 minutes long. So it gives tech seven minutes to get everything set up and taken down. Um, which isn't a whole lot of time. So we go through a whole bunch of rehearsals leading up to comp season with all of our performers and our tech crew. And we basically kind of have a choreographed sequence of who goes in first, what door we go in from, the order of which things get set up, how things get plugged in, who does what task. Everybody has an assigned job and it's down to a science. And we do it again and again and again until we make that time limit or we find ways to adjust it in order to make that time limit. Because every minute you're over that time limit is a penalty and i am not willing to have the penalties be on the tech crew um i won't take first away from our choirs because it's my fault that's not worth it mm -hmm. to me so i have to find a way to make the tech aspect work um so we have a little bit of leeway for the performers to do what they are there to do um so it's a challenge but it's also probably one of the most fun shows i get to do all year because when we're able to get our side of it working perfectly, the show goes perfectly, and then we're able to strike and get off stage and we clear that line, there is no feeling like that. When the performers look around, I tell them that we are clear and we are under time. And just the way that everybody ignites and the way that it feels, I mean, it is there is a spectacular moment. It's something magical. Um, kind of like we mentioned earlier, it's that sparkle. 
<clears throat> yeah, it, it is. And I'll, I'm going to piggyback on that. I mean, just to give you an example, we have seven band members. So we have seven live musicians that all come in with, except for the drum kit with their own instruments, mm-hmm. um, which tech has to help. And also they're all plugged into one large PA system that we bring. Um, in addition to all of that, obviously lighting, we have lighting towers and front lighting and uh, smoke, fog effects, things like that. Heartbreakers had an eight by six birthday cake that girls jumped out of I mean like it's not like oh here's like a little prop or here's a chair or here like it's giant elements and then also lighting and sound and live musicians and Mm -hmm. like it's just a gigantic undertaking and I'm so lucky that you guys know what you're doing because it usually goes really smoothly and and that's that's amazing for me. And the kids do, they get so excited because we have encouraged David to train them, um, to help with tech. So they are, they feel like they have skin in that game. They actually, you Mm. know, are part of setting things up and tearing things down. So when they get off stage and David says we're clear and we're under time, not only are they celebrating their performance, but they're celebrating the fact that like they did that with tech. And it's true. I couldn't do it without them. I mean, truly, they are an intricate part of what I do because there's so much that needs to go on. I would need another 40 tech kids in order to make it work. So I could not do it without those choir kids. And we didn't even mention the 200 pound seesaw. You're a choreographer and a a tech. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to to participating in all that organized chaos um, once we finally get around to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't worry. You will. (laughs) <laughs> if it's not this year it'll be next year Aaron don't you yep. <laughs> all right so yeah just wrapping it up um where can students go if they want to be involved in either um you know show choir or stagecraft sure um if kids want to get involved in show choir my recommendation is to um tell your counselor that they'll usually reach out to me you can also um, email me directly my email is s anders or just the word sanders but my name is anders don't write mrs sanders in your email um so s anders at heartdistrict.org or the easier way is just to tell your counselor, hey, I'm interested in show choir, and then they will get a hold of me. And it would be the same process for stagecraft. Um, I would say talk to your counselors and say that you're interested in stagecraft. So stagecraft is the class that goes over all the technical elements of a show. Um, mm. But they will do the same thing. They will get your information. They'll contact me, um, and we can get you signed up for the class. You can also email me at dvanname, uh, van like the car, name like what is your name, at harddistrict.org, it's the same email. Um, but I would say the easiest way, once again, is doing it through your counselor because they can get everybody signed up the right way. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, this is a bit of a longer episode. Thank you guys for coming on. For sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely fun to be here. All right. And thank you for listening to the Heart to Heart podcast. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at Heart to Heart podcast, as well as on Spotify, Apple podcast and anywhere else podcasts available. And as always, this conversation has been from the heart. Have a good week, you guys. I just found the keys to a city, the beats are big.